The Network Live. News, insights, and stories right here on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Don't miss this opportunity to hear world news, insights, and stories from guests around the world. The Network Live is your pathway to connecting people and ministries. Stay tuned for the Network Live News Minute. Our passion is to help people all across the world succeed in marriage, relationships, and we're doing that. That excites me to think that we can all be about something to change the tide of what's going on in in America with marriages and family. You have a 100% chance of success in marriage. I want you to listen to that. Marriage Today with Jimmy and Karen Evans on Daystar. Today is October 29th, and this is your Network Live News Minute. The USS Nimitz aircraft carrier and its accompanying strike group of destroyers have left the Middle East, where they had launched airstrikes against ISIS to back up forces in the Pacific, the U.S. Navy announced on Wednesday. Russia vetoed Tuesday a U.S.-drafted resolution that would have extended by a year an investigation of who is behind chemical weapons attacks in Syria. The Justice Department on Wednesday released a former FBI informant from a confidentiality agreement allowing him to testify before Congress about what he witnessed undercover about the Russian nuclear industry's efforts to win favorable decisions during the Obama administration. Vice President Mike Pence announced Wednesday night that President Trump has ordered the State Department to shut off funding for ineffective United Nations programs to help persecuted Christians in the Middle East, saying the administration will take over those efforts directly. The Hillary campaign and the Democratic National Committee helped fund research that resulted in a now-famous dossier containing allegations about President Trump's connections to Russia and possible coordination between his campaign and the Kremlin, people familiar with the matter said. This has been your Network Live News Minute. I'm Lynn Ferris reporting. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Network Live. I'm your host, Debbie Rule. Thank you for being with us today. Today on the Network Live, we'll be hearing from Pastor Jimmy Evans of Marriage Today. Jimmy and Karen bring more than 25 years of experience equipping and teaching couples, fulfilling Marriage Today's mission to restore the dream of marriage in America. Jimmy and Karen know firsthand that no marriage is hopeless. The first few years of their own marriage almost ended in divorce. Only by applying the principles they now teach where they are able to save their own relationship. Today, after 40 years together, they understand that no matter how bleak a marriage may appear, every couple has 100% chance of success in marriage. In fact, it can thrive. Here's Pastor Jimmy. If we're going to have intimacy in our marriages, we're going to have to deal with this issue of anger. Anger is inevitable, and it's normal. It's just a normal response. There's there's not something wrong with you because you have anger. God gets angry. You will never be so spiritual that you don't get angry. 
No one gets to that level, not even Jesus Christ. Jesus began and ended his ministry by being angry and cleansing the temple. And so God gets mad, we get mad. We just have to get to a point that we understand we get mad. But it's toxic. Anger, anger, today's anger is manageable. There's nothing wrong with it. Yesterday's anger is a very dangerous thing. And it's toxic. And anger is the most destructive force in marriage, period. It is the most destructive. That's why we have to be so respectful of how we get anger out of our relationship. Now, great marriages have anger. Karen and I get angry at each other. That's not the issue. That's, that's just the way it is. But we know how to get it out. Early in our relationship, when we almost divorced, we had bought, we had aged anger in our marriage that was there for years. And because of that, we couldn't talk about many things. We fought all the time. We had a cycle that we would go for a month or two and then have a huge blow up and then make up and go for another month or two. And by the time that the Lord began to heal our relationship, we were numb. We had fought so much. That's a dangerous way to live in a marriage. This is Ephesians 4, two texts in Ephesians 4. First of all, verses 26 and 27, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath nor give place to the devil. The other text begins in verse 31. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ forgave you. And so that's the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 4 telling us about anger and all the ramifications. Here's what long-term anger does uh, in your relationship. First of all, it de destroys feelings of intimacy, passion, and optimism. Now, they came to Jesus, and they were asking Jesus about divorce and Jesus said it's because of the hardness of your hearts that you divorce each other okay hardness of your heart well how do how do people go from being passionately in love in front of a preacher to being vicious and contemptuous in front of a judge one drop of unresolved anger at a time anger destroys the garden of your love and you see this beautiful passionate garden of your love it's just, it smells good. It looks good. There's such optimism. There, you're dreaming of, of this wonderful life together, but you go to bed every day, another drop of anger, another drop of anger, and you wake up one day and your heart becomes hardened. That's how it becomes hardened. It's just one drop of unresolved anger. The other thing that unresolved anger does is it creates a habit pattern for us and an iniquity for our children. Parents have the most profound influence upon their children. And one of the things that we need to do um, in raising our children is to let them see us resolving conflict righteously. Um, Judith Wallerstein wrote a book called The Unexpected Legacy of Divorce. And she was talking about uh, divorced people and the children of divorce. And when people have been through a divorce, they're more fearful of anger because it, they, they see anger as a potential of ending this marriage Children of divorce are also more fearful of angry, of anger, and they don't know how to deal with it as much. The, the most powerful thing is, I know that many of you watching, many of you here have been divorced. The issue is, it's not a curse that has to happen. The issue is, we need to find a better way of dealing with anger. Because anger can be processed, but if it isn't processed, that's when we need to be concerned about it. Uh, I was, uh, uh, I was talking earlier about, I was an intimidator. I did two things with Karen that were so unhealthy when I became angry. 
And the first is verbal. I would lash out at her verbally and those kinds of things. The second thing is I would stop talking for days. I just, it, basically, you know I'm mad when I'm quiet. Okay. And so when I got really angry, I just, we'd go for three or four days without talking. So unhealthy, so dysfunctional, and I don't want to pass that on to my children. And I thank God that my kids were little, you know, when we started dealing with some of the bigger issues of our marriage. But understand, you're the most profound example that your children have. And the way that you deal with anger is probably the way they're going to deal with anger. Throwing things, cussing, slamming doors, or sitting down, praying, talking, and having a rational conversation. Unresolved anger builds an intensity for future ventilation. What we can talk about easily today is going to be a knockdown, drag out fight a month from now. It builds an intensity, and it opens the door for the devil. It says, be angry, don't sin, don't let the sun go down your anger. You'll give a, a foothold to Diablos. First of all, the devil, the devil is a deceiver, okay? Uh, the ultimate deceiver. Here's what the devil does that's so insidious. He wants to convince you that wrong behavior will be a right result. You can threaten divorce, you can cuss, you can yell, you can, you know, leave, you can do all this and that, and it's going to shake your spouse into doing the right thing and fix your problems. It, it doesn't. Doing the wrong thing brings wrong results. The second thing is he tries to convince you that doing the right thing won't work. In marriage counseling over the years, because I'm a biblical marriage counselor, when people come to me for help, I, I give them biblical answers, you know, things that the Bible says. I can't tell you how many people have said to me, Jimmy, you just don't understand my circumstances. That might work for others, but it just won't work for me. And, and basically what they're saying is the Word of God will is not powerful enough for my circumstances. And even though God promises this, I don't believe that that promise would be coming true for me because I accidentally married the devil. You know, and I mean, I know that that verse is true for most people, but I accidentally married the devil's ex-wife. And I just, so, um, the devil is a deceiver. He's also an accuser. He accuses your spouse of evil motives. Okay, I want to say something to you. I want you to listen to what I'm about to say. Now, this is, this is important. If you've gone to bed on anger at anybody, you've been counseled by the devil and you don't even know it. The word devil is diabolos. It means accuser, slander. When you go, fresh anger is fine. I still love you. You're the love of my life. Everything's great. But when you go to bed on anger and you wake up, there's thinking that you have now that you didn't have yesterday. And I don't know about you. Maybe I made a mistake. Maybe you're not the right one for me. The devil will accuse your spouse of evil motives. He will accuse them of being the wrong person for you. And he will accuse them of future actions they haven't even committed yet. It says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Fear is a prophet spirit from hell to give you a negative report about the future that will cause you to make a fear-based decision that God will not honor. So you're fighting, you're laying in bed back to back, not breathing, because you don't want to give your spouse the benefit of the fact you're alive. <laughs> and you're fighting, and all these thoughts go racing through your head. Right? And the movie starts playing out. Tomorrow I'm going to wake up, 
and I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this and this, and they're going to do this and this and this and this and this and this, and the movie starts playing out. Guess who is in control of that movie? Diabolos. You, when you went to bed on that anger, you opened a door for Diabolos. And he comes. See, what makes the devil dangerous is stealth. He doesn't come as the devil. It would be so much more convenient if the devil came to us and said, I'm, uh, you know, Satan H. Devil. And uh, I would just like to go ahead and come in and destroy your life if I could. And we slam the door and say, get out of here, devil. Wouldn't that be easier? But he slithers in like a serpent. That's why he took the form of a serpent in the garden. Because you don't notice serpents. You're dead before you know it. They blend into the environment. Satan's perfect disguise is you. And his perfect disguise is your voice. We have to learn to take our thoughts captive and to discern the voice of the devil. And when voices come into our minds accusing God, accusing our spouse, telling us lies that don't agree with the word of God, we have to take those thoughts captive and kick them out. But when you go to bed on anger, you have invited the devil in. We were never designed by God to be a repository for anger. Anger, we are designed by God for anger to come in and out, never for it to stay. That's why the Bible is so insistent on forgiveness, that we it, we can't endure it. It damages us on every level. So anger comes in and it goes and everything's great. Nothing's been damaged. When anger comes and stays, it is more corrosive than anything we can possibly imagine. And with that anger isn't just an emotion, it's a whole system of thoughts. And you find a person who's been angry all of their lives. They have so many toxic thoughts, it's unbelievable. Here, here's, I'm going to talk about conflict resolution here for just a minute. Um, when, we're, when we're resolving conflict within our marriages, we need to choose the right setting, not around the kids. So the kids are going to watch us relate. The kids are going to watch us talk some things out. But for the most serious, the more serious conflict resolution, we need to be alone. Our emotions need to be under control. Don't wait till next week, but you might wait for an hour or two if your emotions are not under control. The second thing is begin every confrontation with affirmation. Now, this is research. Now, listen, a conversation never rises above the level of the first three minutes. The way you start a conversation dictates the end of the conversation. This is, this is research. So it, it's called uh, negative startup, harsh startup. If I start a conversation with you saying, let me just tell you something, I'm sick of you and I'm not taking this anymore and I've got my lawyer's number on speed dial, depending on the outcome of this conversation. You know, I'm threatening and like that. Hey, that's not going to be a good conversation, right? But if I come to you and I say to you, I love you, you're my best friend, and I, I'm so glad we're on the same team and I'm committed to our marriage. I need to talk to you about something, but I want you to know I love you. I'm committed. Makes all the difference, doesn't it? Proverbs 15, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Proverbs 16, pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. See, in Psalm 100, it says, we enter into God's gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise. See, we're made in the image of God. Now, you can say anything you want to to me. You're not going to get into the gates of my heart without being thankful. And you're not going to get into the courts of my heart of hearts without praising me. No one who doesn't believe in me will ever influence my life. Because I'm never letting you inside. And you can be sitting with a person 
and there's a problem that you need to talk about. So you're never going to deal with the problem until you get inside. And when I'm thankful and when I'm positive, you're going to open your gates, you're going to open your courts, and we're going to be able to talk this thing out. But when I come to you accusing you, when I come to you angry like that, there is not a way on earth you're going to influence me right now. So we're made in the image of God. If we're going to have a positive experience, we just have to get over the get over the the meanness, get over the the thought that the wrong thing is going to bring a right result, and start out positively. Number three, you you I'm talking about conflict resolution. Communicate your complaints and feelings without fixed judgments or interpretations. Let, let me tell you what I mean by this. There's a difference between complaining and criticizing. Complaining is talking about me and my feelings. Criticizing is talking about you and your behavior. So let's just, let's just say Karen said something that, that I didn't like. And I go to Karen, and, and here's two ways that I can deal with this. I go to Karen and I say, uh, you said this and this and this. I know why you said it. You're trying to get back at me for yesterday. I know exactly what you mean by that. And I just want you to know I don't appreciate it. You know, you're mean-spirited. And Karen's going, whoa, 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 that's not what I meant. Yes, you did. Or here's what I could do. I could go to Karen and say, Karen, you said something to me. You probably didn't mean anything by it, but it bothered me. And that's not necessarily your problem. I just want to tell you how I feel. When you said that, this is how it made me feel. And I just want to talk about it because I don't know what you meant by it. See, Complaining means I want to tell you something that I'm feeling, but I'm not going to try to interpret it because I don't know what's in your heart. Only you do. Criticizing means I'm attacking you and I'm telling you how you're feeling. All of us get very, very defensive and offended when a person begins to accuse us. In other words, the judge and jury have met, and now all we're getting is the sentence. But we weren't a part of making this thing work. We also need to understand the difference between a specific complaint and globalizing a complaint. Okay, when I can complain and you, you don't feel you don't feel threatened by that. A specific complaint. L- listen to these two things. You told me this is a specific complaint. You told me you would take out the trash and you didn't. That makes me feel stressed out because I have a lot to do. It also violates me because you told me you would do it. Okay, that's specific. Okay, you didn't take out the trash. All right. Here's a global complaint. You never do anything around here. All the responsibility is on me, and you just take advantage of me all the time. See, a specific complaint is bringing up a cracker and handing it to your spouse and saying, we need to talk about this cracker. A global complaint is throwing an elephant in front of your spouse and saying, eat it. You never do anything. How am I supposed to deal with never doing anything? I can deal with a specific issue. And also, I want to tell the difference between men and women. Now, again, this is research. Men and women are very different. Women are much tougher emotionally than men. Much tougher. And men, we can't process information emotionally like women. Now listen, research proves when a man's heart rate goes above 100, he can't hear and he gets disoriented. <laughs> we, we're not, see, women are so tough. Women, women can, women, 
know their emotions. They can process their emotions. Women can just get in the, the trenches talking about the every issue of life and back and forth and back and forth and afterwards go, anybody want to go eat lunch? And men are pulling guns and knives and, you know, we're, we're at war. I mean, you don't ever say things like that to me. But women, women understand you're tougher than men emotionally, much tougher than men emotionally. We don't even know our emotions. And so when we get into a, a when there is a, 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 you know, an argument going on, you have to keep your husband's heart rate down. And by doing that, it's honor and respect and the tone in your voice and all things. Understanding it's not a fair fight. You're better than us. Proven in research. You know, I hope that uh, teaching was a blessing to you. That is just really a small part of a full resource that we do called Return to Intimacy. You know, it's all about intimacy. And in this resource, we talk about disarming destructive anger. Disarming destructive fear, disarming destructive dominance, which affects so many marriages, and also the secrets of intimacy in marriage. How to understand the, just the issue of intimacy, because you know, intimacy is the prize of marriage. You know, we get married because we want to be intimate, but in almost all of our marriages, we struggle. We, we get into fights, and maybe there's division, or, you know, maybe there's drifting apart. And this is how you can build the marriage of your dreams and deal with problems that you're experiencing in your marriage, a full four-part series. And right now, for your gift of any amount to support us here at Marriage Today, we're going to give you the full CD series, Return to Intimacy, four-part. And also now for your gift of $90 or more, if you can just be generous with us and send your most generous gift right now to support the ministry here at Marriage Today, we'll send you the full DVD series, four-part, Return to Intimacy, along with our one devotional book, the One Devotional Book is just a wonderful book to read by yourself or read together on your date night or as a couple to help you build the marriage of your dreams. You can succeed in marriage. You were made for marriage. God never creates anything to fail, but we just need the right information. This will help you. Here's how you can get this. Support Marriage Today with your best gift and receive the series Return to Intimacy. In this series, you will discover how to keep intimacy thriving and growing, why fear causes us to react, and practical steps to resolving anger, conflict, and dominance. When you devalue and reject the thoughts of your spouse, intimacy is out the window. For your gift of any amount to support marriage today, you'll receive the entire Return to Intimacy series on CD. For your gift of $90 or more, you'll receive the series on DVD. We'll also include the one devotional book filled with 52 marriage-building devotions as a free bonus to the DVD teaching series. The word intimacy means inner closeness. That's what it means. It means close on the inside. Recapture closeness in your marriage like you've never experienced before. Whatever your situation, you can return to intimacy. You know, in marriage, when you see the failure of a marriage, it's always about anger. I mean, when, when you go from goodwill and intimacy, is when you see a marriage begin to implode, it's always because you're not able to process your anger. In other words, you know, we all have anger. And a good marriage has anger. When you have anger in your marriage, it doesn't mean you have bad marriage. When you cannot process that anger, you're going to have a bad marriage. And that anger is going to continue to accumulate. It's going to continue to compromise your emotions. 
Uh, Ephesians 4 says don't go to bed on anger because the devil will come. It says will you give a foothold to the devil and he'll slander your spouse to you. And I just want to say this in closing this program. One of the most critical things in processing anger in a marriage is giving your spouse the right to complain. See, the reason a lot of times that we have so much anger uh, toward our spouse in marriage is just simply because we can't talk. If, if I bring something up, and, and, and sometimes you know we bring it up unrighteously, so you have to be careful how you approach your spouse. You need to do so lovingly. You need to have the right setting for it. Uh, you, you need to make sure that you're not yelling or cursing or throwing things or anything. But we need to give our spouse the right to complain. And here's what it means. It means you can say anything you want to me and you won't pay a price. If you tell me my breath stinks, if you tell me I hurt your feelings, if you tell me, you know, I, I'm, it, it worked too much, I'm not paying attention to you, I may not agree with what you're saying, I may not understand what you're saying, but you're not going to pay a price for saying it. When we have people in marriage counseling, almost always they're saying to us, I'm, I'm telling you this, but if I said this to my spouse, they'd go ballistic. Well, here's my point. I want, I love Karen. I want to please Karen. I mean, she's my wife. I'm trying to meet her needs. I'm trying to, to love her. Why, why would I be so threatened to hear a complaint from her? See, early in our marriage, we had a bad marriage. Karen couldn't say anything to me. I'd go ballistic. I, I had an anger problem. And so did she because I wouldn't let her talk, and so she was bottling up issues that I wouldn't let her talk about. Well, we almost divorced. I mean, we we had no intimacy whatsoever. Anger had d destroyed our relationship, especially because we couldn't process it. There wasn't anything, you know, that uh, uh, unnatural going on in our marriage, but we just couldn't process it. The difference in our marriage today is when Karen and I have an issue, we talk about it. We know how to talk about it. And the most important thing that allows us to process anger in our relationship is just saying to each other, I'm not going to make you pay a price. I may not agree with what you're saying. You know, I may not understand what you're saying, and we're going to have to talk this thing out. But I love you, and and I, and I want to please you. I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to frustrate you. And you're, you're my wife. You're my husband. So I want you to know if something's bothering you, I want you to tell me, and you won't pay a price. Because I, if you don't say that, then something's wrong. You just don't know about it. I mean, you, you become more and more uh, frustrated. You become more and more divided because there's something you're not allowing me to say. You're, you're not listening to me. You're not letting me complain. So the anger in marriage, we have to take responsibility for our own anger, but we also have to let our spouse talk about that their anger. And once you begin to deal with your anger, you're going to return to intimacy. And, that's what, and help them to succeed in marriage. We see the media... We see the entertainment industry. We see our own government so disrespectful of marriage, the way God created it. And today we see an absolute assault against the family unit and against traditional marriage. Marriage today exists to raise the standard, God's standard for marriage. And so would you help us? We're asking you, if you're blessed by this ministry, if you believe in what we're doing, you can go online right now on our secure website and give to support Marriage Today. No gift is too small. No gift is too large. And everything that you give to us goes to minister to marriages, to keep little children together with their parents, to keep families intact, and to give the next generation hope 
that marriage works. Marriage works 100% of the time when you do it God's way. We all have a 100% chance of success in marriage when we do it according to God's design. And that's what we love to do. We love to give people hope. We love to give people help. And we have seen tens of thousands of marriages saved, millions of people's lives touched across America and around the world, but we can only do it because of the help of people like you. I'm asking you, if you would, right now, to give your most generous gift to support us here at Marriage Today. And you can also become a monthly partner and get a special resource that only our partners get. Thank you so much for your faithful support for Marriage Today. God bless you. Going through divorce is a lot to ask of children and often results in years of emotional pain. It's a violent ripping apart of their parents and a sense of abandonment. What sometimes we see as a quick way out can mean complete loss for a child. You have a 100% chance of success in marriage. You, you were made for marriage. Marriage Today exists to protect children from the pain of divorce and to steer couples away from marital failure by telling them the truth. When you stand with Marriage Today, your individual effort multiplies with other like-minded partners, and together we can rebuild a legacy of strong families around the world. Choose your level of partnership today and receive immediate access to the video streaming library. Become a rock-solid partner today. Subscribe to Marriage Today's YouTube channel for more marriage-building videos and updates. Thank you so much for being with us today. If you would like to hear a rebroadcast of the network live, visit knelradio.com or find our podcast on iTunes and podbean.com. To follow more news, insights, and stories, follow the network live on Facebook. If you would like more information about being a guest on the Network Live, contact us at thenetworklive.org. The Network Live will be back next week at 10 a.m. right here on KNEO Radio 95.3 FM and KNEO Radio.com. I'm Debbie Rule. Thank you for listening today.